Hello and welcome to this episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's in Smithtown. Uh, and this week I'm back in my home studio uh, to give you guys a little bit of insight into my journey in martial arts. Uh, I, who I was before martial arts, what martial arts uh, did for me, and why I believe so much that martial arts is for everybody and why I think it's so transformative. I, I promised way back in episode one uh, that I would tell you guys this story, and uh, today is that day. So uh, I, I want to show you through my journey why I believe martial arts is for everybody. Uh, you know, my journey actually started a long, long time before I began training in martial arts because I was born in the era of the Karate Kid and uh, Ninja Turtles and all those type of martial arts related shows. I actually share a birthday with the Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Different year, same day, on November 4th, both of us celebrating birthdays. Kind of ironic. Um, but it was so in pop culture at that time, that it was, it was always something uh, that I wanted to do. And um, looking back at myself and who I was before martial arts, I really was like a prime candidate for martial arts and uh, what martial arts would eventually do for me. So before martial arts, I was a very shy, inconfident kid. Uh, the idea of sitting down and talking to a bunch of people, I mean, even in front of my class in school, that idea intimidated me. But now today I'm sitting down and I'm voluntarily recording my voice for hundreds and thousands of people to be able to listen to. Uh, so you can see there's definitely a big change there. Um, I didn't approach people like on the playground and stuff like that. I, I didn't go out of my way to make new friends. Um, I, if you weren't one of my circle or on the outskirts of my circle, I didn't try to talk to you. Um, uh, on top of that, physically, I was uh, this, the uh, proverbial 98 pound weakling. I was 98 pounds on the nose, skinny as a rail. Um, not strong in any way, shape, or form. Um, I was very inflexible. Inflexible didn't seem like a big deal to me as a 12-year-old kid, but uh, I couldn't even touch my toes. And looking back, yes, that was a very, very big deal. Uh, I was highly uncoordinated. Uh, my parents have video of me on the soccer field as a kid uh, waiting to kick the ball, and the ball's coming at me from 10 or 15 yards away, and you can see the ball coming for quite a long time, and I'm like jumping up and down waiting for the ball to come to me and I reel my leg back uh, to kick the ball and I miss it like something out of a Charlie Brown cartoon. Uh, and, but that was me trying to do just about anything physical. I mean, catching a baseball, that was incredibly difficult for me. Throwing the ball accurately, couldn't do that either. Um, but worst among all the things with me before martial arts is I was being bullied. Um, I was being bullied by more than one kid. Uh, it was going on on a very frequent basis and like many kids who get bullied, my parents had no idea about it. I mean, there, were n there was no one in the world that I loved or respected more than my parents. And the last thing I wanted to do was to go home after suffering through bullying at school and tell those people who I loved more than anybody else in the world, who I respected more than anybody else in the world, to go home and tell them that, yeah, uh, standing up for myself, that thing you tell me to do every day, I'm not doing it. I'm getting picked on every day, and I'm not doing anything about it. Uh, and as a result, it was continuing to get worse. Uh, eventually, my grades would suffer. My parents wouldn't, wouldn't know why until much later, um, because they would ask, and I would lie to them. It, it, was not, it was not a question of me having poor parents who weren't involved. Uh, like many kids who were being bullied, I made excuses uh, for why 
you know, my grades were suffering for why in very specific classes only I wasn't paying attention as well as I did in everything else. Uh, it was, it's a very common story in, in bullying. Um, but enough on that topic. Uh, we can go more into that when we get talking about bullying in later episodes. So what brought me into Tiger Shulman's, because I had been begging my parents for years, sign me up, sign me up for martial arts, sign me up for martial arts. Uh, of course, I saw the commercials. I don't think there's anybody who's lived in the tri-state area uh, that has not seen Tiger Shulman's commercials. I think uh, if not, you just are only watching on-demand television right now. <laughs> but even on YouTube, you can't avoid us these days. So I saw the commercial for years, um, and it was Christmas of 1996, uh, long before there was email and Google Keep and these type of things, where when you were a kid, uh, you made your list of, of things that you wanted, uh, you were going to ask Santa Claus for, uh, and you sent it out, and your parents distributed a, a copy to all of your aunts and uncles, and invariably a few of your aunts and uncles would wind up getting you the same board game or something. So... Uh, that was exactly the case in Christmas of 96. So during that week afterwards, my family, my mother, my sister, uh, and my brother and I, we all headed to the local Toys R Us. And when we did, uh, there was a raffle box, a big ballot box with a Tiger Shulman's uniform in it. Uh, and there was a slip and you could fill out the slip. And when you filled out the slip, uh, you were entering to win either a year of free Tiger Shulman's, a mountain bike, or a Sega Saturn. Um, my mom wasn't really paying attention. She was dealing with my sister or my brother doing something. And um, when she did, well, she wasn't paying attention, I should say, I walked over, filled out a ballot, uh, and put it in the box. Days later, uh, we get a call from the manager of the Tiger Shulman School, uh, which was formerly in Islandia, and now it's in Hopog. And um, that's on Long Island, for those of you guys listening off of Long Island. Um, and uh, we got a call. I was a finalist in the, uh, in the contest. Um, so I won a free trial class. So uh, I came in, and it was everything I ever hoped it would be. Uh, I, I, you know, I got a uniform. I went on the mat. They taught me a couple of things beforehand, and this was, you know, many, many, many years ago, uh, over twenty-three now. Um, and I remember, I, I still remember my first and even my second class uh, very vividly to the, to this day. Specifically, my second class because I remember an answer. There was an answer to one of the questions that my instructor had raised. You know, he raised a question to the class. Uh, I raised my hand. I answered the question correctly. And I remember the big deal he made that in only my second class, I was answering questions. And from there, my love for martial arts just, just absolutely snowballed. Uh, I signed myself up for, there was a, a, a Christmas deal going on at that point, or holiday deals, New, De New Year's deal, something like that, because it was, it was January 10th of 1997 when I took my first Tiger Shulman's class, and there was some kind of thing going on where I was able to sign up for a month, and I did it, and I was trying to uh, convince my father for every, at every family dinner thereafter, Dad, you have to sign me up for this, Dad, you have to sign me up for this, Dad, you have to sign me up for this. You know, I, I was trying to figure out exactly when I'd get my first stripe and make sure that I definitely would get at least that uh, <laughs> and, and go from there. So after uh, a month of berating my father at dinner uh, until he eventually signed me up, um, he finally caved, said okay, went in, uh, talked with, with the school's manager and signed me up for my first program. Uh, and it just went from there. I mean, I've been training uninterrupted ever since. Um, I've been very lucky. 
uh, in that. I've never had anything keep me off the mat for more than, you know, a, a week or two. Um, and there were a lot of changes that were very evident physically, very quickly. Uh, like physically, I went from, from that 98-pound weakling that I talked about earlier, I went from him to 120 pounds. All of a sudden, my arms weren't just little string beanie things. Uh, all of a sudden, there was like muscle tone in them. It's like, where did that come from? I could do a push-up. What in the world? I could do a push-up? When did that happen? <laughs> Why can I suddenly do a push-up? That was something I was never able to do before. Um, physiologically, I could touch my toes. Like I, I, Again, just so many very, very, very quick physical things that I could notice. Um, you know, I, I may not have been the most coordinated, but I understood the... Um, the psychological lessons of martial arts very quickly. I understood the idea of practice and practice and practice and practice. And I would do exactly that. I'd be standing in my parents' living room, uh, you know, throwing kicks and punches over and over and over again. Um, and as I, as I continued to train, I noticed other things about my personality tra- uh, changing. Specifically, there was one time when I was in, I believe I was in junior high school, and a kid who used to bother me a little bit. I wouldn't call him one of my main bullies, but just a kid who was kind of on the outskirts who knew he could get away with bothering me before. He said something to me. I couldn't tell you exactly what it was, uh, but he said something, and I, I said something right back to him. I stood up to him, and I remember as he shut up and walked away, I said to myself, huh, I guess I'm confident now. Something I never could have possibly said to myself before. Um, it, that journey continued, and uh, in my opinion, it continues because the journey of those type of things is never over. Um, even though now I'm an adult, uh, obviously I've been training for over 20 years, uh, 23 years now. It the journey never finishes. You never stop being a student, and those were just the quick things I noticed. But as time went along, I got to learn a lot of the the bigger uh, lessons that martial arts would eventually teach you. Uh, things like hard work pays off. You know, I I knew this because I I would see it in my parents. Like my father is a very, very hard worker, uh, always has been and continues to be even to this day. Um, The man works a full time, uh, full time job at a very big non for profit on Long Island. Uh, Long Island Cares. Hopefully he hears the shout out and you guys will make a food donation to Long Island Cares. Moving on. Uh, He teaches at a local college, all while pursuing his doctorate degree. So I see his work ethic and I've seen it for my entire life. And I knew that if you worked hard, it would pay off. But I didn't get to really see it for myself until martial arts. Because soccer was always fun and there wasn't, you know, I played defense. You didn't get a lot of recognition on defense. Oh, yeah, you kicked the ball when you were supposed to. That's kind of your job. Um, Then in school, that kind of stuff came naturally to me. So I didn't have to work overbearingly hard to see success there. But in martial arts, I had to work. I was not physically coordinated at all to get my punches, my kicks, uh, and all the other things that we did in that era down, it took me a lot of work. I was not good at it. Uh, and it, it gave me an appreciation for working hard to see success. You know, physically, that was the first thing that I really had to work at in order to get recognition. You know, like I said, in soccer, the coach patted you on the back no matter what. In martial arts, you don't progress unless you're getting better. And I had to put the work in to get better. And it was a great thing that it taught me that lesson. Uh, it definitely taught me a non-quitting spirit, which is something that in martial arts, 
we talk about on a very, very frequent basis. See, as you progress age-wise while you're training in martial arts, you go through a, a variety of different age groups. Um, and one of the most trying is um, when you're a teenager. Not only because life is constantly throwing you a lot of curveballs when you're a teenager, not only with what's going on with you physiologically, but also the temptations off the mat, you know, your circle of friends, uh, the idea of growing a little bit of independence, uh, getting yourself your, your first uh, significant other. Um, those type of things are trying, uh, they're trying enough. But at the time, there were no Tiger Shulman schools that I was aware of back 20 years ago uh, that had classes exclusively for teens. So I remember even at, you know, 15, 16, 17, where I was as tall as every adult and it wouldn't have been appropriate for me to be with kids. I remember I was, you know, the physically smallest. Even when I was old enough to drive myself to Tiger Shulman's when I was, you know, 17 and 18 years old, I was 130 pounds and I would go every Thursday uh, and it was a, it was a very small grappling class and it was just me uh, and this guy Mike and Mike was an Empire State Games wrestling champion uh, he was jacked <laughs> Mike, Mike worked on a jackhammer all day he was shaped like a jackhammer his shoulders were incredibly broad and he was a very very good wrestler and I would get taken down by him all the time and stuck underneath him all the time until one day I didn't anymore all of a sudden I remember it was the same class where I both took him down for the first time and then I submitted him, which is something that had never happened through all our years of, uh, of training together. And uh, like, again, another, another little victory, another little feather in my cap and something else that kept my momentum moving forward. You know, that, that, that time in your training when you're not quite an adult, but you're definitely more than a kid. It's where in all martial arts schools, a great many kids fall off because, uh, you know, of all the things outside, as well as what goes on in the mat. Um, but one of the biggest things that I've noticed is strength of mind. Um, when it's time to set myself to a task and go, I'm very able to do that, to push myself harder than most people would, um, to stay on task. See, in martial arts, you're constantly asking from your body, push-ups, uh, the physical cardiovascular aspect of training, um, even stretching for you know people like myself who weren't born flexible. Um, those things can be very, very demanding psychologically where you have to ask yourself to go that little bit extra. We have to ask yourself for that little bit more. That's not something that has a place all the time. But in martial arts, it's always there. You've always got the physical demands of, you know what, I'm going to try for this one more push-up. I'm going to try for this extra half inch in my, in my stretch. Uh, whatever the case may be, oh, I'm dying out during this round in the bag, but I'm going to keep hitting it even though I'm tired because I know what comes from giving myself that push. Right? You're so quickly rewarded for that push. And as a result, you want to keep doing it. And therefore, when you get into the other things in life that are difficult, projects at home, um, things like starting a podcast, <laughs> among many other things, you're able to put your mind to it and really put the work in. To ask yourself to go to that extra gear that, not a, that everybody has, but not everybody's discovered yet. 
That's, that's the key thing on that extra gear. Whether you realize it or not, you have it too. You just may not have discovered it yet, which is why I believe martial arts is for everybody. See, my, my journey is not unique. I, the idea that I started as an inflexible, very weak, uh, very uncoordinated kid and got, to, uh, and got to the point where now I teach other people. You know, I, I achieved my black belt May 26th, uh, 19 years ago actually. So my black belt's birthday just passed. My second degree black belt was a few years after that. Uh, about, I forget how many years after that was my third degree black belt. Uh, obviously became an instructor, became a sensei. Um, that part of my journey, you know, the, the instructor and sensei, that's obviously more rare. But the coming in and changing who I was as a person, that's not rare. Finding that extra bit about myself, that's, that's not rare at all. See, I very much believe in the Tiger Shulman system because of what it did for me. Um, but I look at the downloads and not everybody that's uh, downloading this podcast is in the tri-state area. I've seen downloads as far away as California. I would love it if you guys could come to a Tiger Shulman school, but uh, taking an eight-hour flight to get to every single class is a little, um, it's a little bit of an ask. But I believe getting out there and doing something, training in martial arts, which is, in my opinion, the greatest, to steal a quote from Joe Rogan, uh, it's the greatest vehicle for character development. It shows you who you are. It shows you what you're capable of. And, you know, that's something that my journey got to prove to me. And as I, as I train and teach other people, I see that proved again and again and again as more and more people find this journey of themselves, find this piece of themselves, this extra gear or this setting that they didn't know their mind had. You know, like, I, I, had, I have parents come to me all the time and they're like, you know, we started here because I love the way you talk to the, my kid at the end of class. And now my kid is grappling and they are sparring and we're talking about going to tournaments. I could, he go, they, they'll tell me, I can't believe that it's gone from there to where it has now, I barely recognize who my kid is now. Uh, I didn't even know that this was there for them. And as much as I, as I hear that from parents, I see it with adults too. Adults who find a version of themselves they didn't know existed. You know, I, I remember having a, an adult student a few, uh, right when I first opened my school who uh, went on, on our, the first 90-day challenge that was available uh, go back to episode one, listen to what the 90-day challenge is. I digress. Um, and he came in and he did great. He lost almost 40 pounds. And he was not a guy who would have said, wow, he really needs to lose weight. He was the dad bod of the day. And uh, he came in and he got in awesome shape. And then work and a couple of other things kept him off the mat for a couple of weeks, you know, two or three weeks. And he comes back to me, he goes, man, I feel so out of shape. And I laughed. And he goes, no, I'm serious. I said, but you have to realize, you know, how much more in shape you are now than you were six months ago. And he goes, that's exactly right. I felt bad back then, back before I started training. But I didn't know it because I didn't know what good felt like. And that's the thing. As adults, we, we find ourselves very inactive sometimes. And something structured like martial arts, it's not like a gym where you can sign up and go whenever you please. Martial arts, you have a class schedule, you know when you have to be there. You're accountable to yourself, your classmates, your instructor. And 
that's why I think so many people see such great success through it. And it's why I tell anybody who will listen, martial arts is for everybody. So that's what martial arts has done for me. But I obviously am not the only one who noticed this. Throughout my, my family, um, you know, my parents... Uh, and more. They've all seen what martial arts has done for me. But the, the greatest fan of my training was my maternal grandmother. So I kind of wanted to leave you guys with this story uh, because it's it's my favorite. <laughs> so obviously my parents signed me up for my first program. And my grandmother on that side was a, uh, a, a we used to call her little grandma. She was small in stature, um, right off the boat from Poland. And... Um, she had such an appreciation. She was su such a sensitive, such like a, a feeler, for lack of a better word. Just a very sensitive person. And she saw how martial arts was changing, probably even before I did. And when it came time for my parents to sign me up for the second time, she basically told them, put your checkbook away. Um, I'm, I'm buying this one for him because I see what it's doing for him. Um, and being raised the way I was, I even like started through all, you know, the money I earned through my odd jobs and stuff like that, I started to pay her back um, for years and years and years. Um, I, I paid her back, you know, some couple of hundred dollars or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I put it in an envelope at the end of every week when I got my paycheck for my first couple of jobs. And uh, whenever I would see my grandmother, I would give her the money. And then when I would leave the room, she would give it back to my mother and told her to put it back in my bank account or something. Um, but that's just a, a, a great example of who my grandmother was as a person. So th that generosity that she showed, not only is it great in a human being, it's a very martial arts thing. So every year uh, we do a toy drive in my school around the holiday time, and every year we do it under uh, the Christmas tree that my grandmother used to put up in her house. So it's an artificial tree. It's older than I am. Uh, it's you know patchy and <laughs> doesn't look great. But until there is one needle left on that tree, I will keep putting it up and it will continue uh, to be a symbol of my grandmother's generosity. And to me, uh, the, gre the greater impact that martial arts has had on my life. Um, I, I can't think of a better example as to how martial arts can affect a whole family. So that brings me to my, <laughs> my journey, as it were. Uh, like I said, I got my black belt 19 years ago. 13, going on 13 years ago, May 14th of 2007, I opened my own Tiger Shulman School and I've had the opportunity to start journeys like my own for hundreds of other people. Um, and I will continue to do it for as long as I possibly can. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Please uh, you know, feel free to, to, to get in touch with me, share your story. I, you know, I'd love to get even more um, interaction with you guys who listen. Um, I, some of you guys reached out to me on social media and such, and that's wonderful. I very, very much appreciate that. Um, next week, we have a very, very uh, cool interview coming. I'm very excited for it, but I, I won't reveal that, reveal that until next week. Um, but with that being said, uh, as always, you can contact me via email, senseileonelli uh, at gmail. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find my school at tskSmithtown.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore Smithtown. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Smithtown. You can find the podcast uh, at tsSmithtownPodcast on Instagram. 
please, guys, I can't say this enough, subscribe, rate, review, but most importantly, share. It just helps. Uh, the more people uh, that we can get in our little community here, the better. Uh, so with that being said, until next time, I will see you guys on the map.